1: All right, guys. Welcome back to Training for Manhood. This is Dan Panetti. When we're uh, diving into week two of our. uh, real talk about relationships, and uh, this uh, started as a uh, opportunity I had to talk to some young guys uh, just about uh, purity and dating. Uh, really, as I was putting this together and, and as I was talking to the guys, I really felt like uh, this was a conversation uh, that I needed to have with all age guys, um, and uh, wherever you are uh, in your journey, uh, that uh, that uh, there's a, a really important opportunity for us as men to look at our relationships uh, and look at ourselves and, uh, and just kind of ask ourselves, um, how? how are we doing in our relationships? Uh, are, we, are we doing them well, right? Are we uh, really conducting ourselves well? I, I took a, a verse out of First uh, 1 Peter 1.13. Uh, Peter's writing to uh, a group of Christians that are spread out all over, and he's, he's really telling them, hey, this is something really serious I'm going to talk to you about. Um, and uh, he talks about, you know, preparing themselves, preparing their minds for action and, and not to be conformed to the passions of their former ignorance. Uh, and then he kind of mentions this idea that, that holiness is the, is the goal um, of all their conduct, of all their relationships. Uh, and whole, holiness is this idea of, of wholeness um, that uh, you have to grasp the, the concept, right, that uh, Scripture tells us. That, uh, that we are born in sin. Sin is a separation. Sin is a division. Uh, sin is, in a sense, a brokenness. Uh, and when God comes and calls us, he redeems us. Uh, and uh, in a way, he, he puts us back together um, in, in, a, in a way that's, uh, that's whole. Uh, that's it's kind of it's greater than the sum of the parts. Um, but we're created for something uh, that's uh, beyond ourselves. Uh, we're created for relationship uh, with God through Jesus Christ. And so all of our relationships become um, a part of something greater than ourselves. And, and just we have an incredible opportunity as men uh, to um, walk in that manner, and so our relationships with other people, especially our, our relationship uh, with a woman, uh, become part of something that's greater than ourselves. Paul's going to talk about how uh, powerful the male-female relationship is, uh, marriage, on uh, how it mirrors uh, the mystery of, of Christ and the church, Christ and his bride. Uh, and just, uh, we have a really, really incredible opportunity uh, to show the world uh, that God's love for them uh, transcends, uh, is 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 transformational, is powerful, is sacrificial. Uh, and so, guys, we have a really, really incredible opportunity to do this in a, in a manner that calls attention, not just what are we getting out of a relationship, um, but what is that relationship showing to the world around us? And so I, I walk through and I talk through this whole idea, uh, four things that I really wanted you to know. Sin separates, purity protects, Holiness, Cost, and Satan Lies. Um, Just a real quick summary, right? Sin separates just this whole idea that um, there is a design for relationships. God has a design for relationships. Gender, I I did another presentation recently about just how gender tells us uh, our roadmap for relationships as a man, as a male. I was created um, by God, designed to be a male, and so uh, a relationship with a female uh, will be the greatest fulfillment uh, for me as a man. If, if you're a woman listening, right? The greatest fulfillment of you is a relationship with a man. Um, obviously, your, your relationship with God is um, is preeminent, right? is is the greatest relationship. that's what you're created for and designed for. Uh, but in this, in the in the uh, order that God has created, right? He has created uh, two genders, male and female. And so uh, when those uh, two are put together in a, in a um, biologically designed, God-created, God-designed way, right, uh, it's called marriage, uh, but those two become one flesh, and there's something um, uh, just sort of, um, not just natural, but supernatural about that particular relationship of marriage. And so um, sin will separate that, sin will divide it, sin will uh, find ways to get in there, and um, it says that, you know, Satan has come to, uh, you know, kill and destroy, and so that's what he uh, desires to do. Um, but God has a way of, of really protecting that particular relationship when we walk in a manner uh, that's worthy of our calling, and so um, purity protects us. Um, and as we as we take that relationship and look at it the way that God has designed. Uh, we ask ourselves, how, how do we do this relationship really well in a God-honoring way? And that's going to be um, the the greatest fulfillment of the relationships that we have down here, that particular relationship. And so as men, uh, we are called to keep and to cultivate. Uh, I, I mentioned that uh, last week out of Genesis uh, 2, that that's our design um, from the very beginning, from the garden. Um, but specifically in terms of a marriage relationship, Ephesians 5 calls us to love, cherish, nourish, and sacrifice uh, for our wives. And then uh, in 1st, Peter uh, 3, it calls us to honor and to protect uh, women. And so, um, holiness, cost, I mentioned this uh, last week, just the whole difference between lust and love, and how lust is uh, easy and convenient. Love is difficult and requires effort. Uh, lust is cheap. Uh, love is costly. Lust is um, short term. Love is long term. Um, lust uh, looks at self gratification. Love looks uh, at the other. Um, there it's other focused and then lust, uh, is all about uh, what you're getting, right? It's, it's about you taking, uh, and love is about what you're giving. Uh, what are you, what are you giving uh, to the other person? And the last part was just Satan lies. Um, so, uh, whatever it is that, um, uh, the world, uh, your flesh, and Satan try to do to twist God's design for all of this, uh, you've got to be wise enough to see uh, beyond uh, the immediate uh, self-gratification to the long-term God-designed um, other-centeredness of marriage. And so um, I want to talk about uh, some ways that we can practically look at this as men. Uh, and just as a reminder, uh, in 1 Peter, uh, Peter's writing to be holy. He's, a- he's asking uh, his listeners, his readers, right, to be holy holy, and they're in a foreign land. And so it wasn't like anybody was going to be living this way in a, in a God-honoring, um, Christ-centered um, marriage uh, where you would restrict your sexual activity to your wife, um, that, that, you know, these people weren't going to be in a, in a culture where that was going to be celebrated, honored, um, legally uh, protected, right? So he was writing for them to be counterculture, and I'm just—I'm telling you right now, um, guys, if you're listening, um, this will be countercultural, right? If you want to uh, live in today's culture, um, and we're—you know—for most of us who are listening, we're in America. Uh, there's there's a lot of protections um, around. Um, sexuality that that still hearken uh, back to an age where uh, marriage was cherished, um, women were protected by men, um, but that that really has has been uh, weakened and lessened over the years, and in some cultures, um, it doesn't exist at all. And so just just understand if you're going to walk uh, in this way, if you're going to be honoring of uh, women. Uh, as men, you're going to lead, uh, to protect, to provide, uh, to cherish women. Um, you are going to be running counterculture. Um, the, the culture is not going to, you're not going to find movies about this. You're not going to, um, you're not going to have uh, groups of other men that they're going to be celebrating this, right? It, it's going to be um, put down, looked down. Um, and, and, and Luke, uh, as, as Jesus is talking, he's he's asking, he's telling people, right, look for the narrow door, Um that This is a theme within Christianity is uh, just because everybody else is doing something doesn't mean you need to be doing it. I always used to say this when I was young and kind of explaining things, right? If everybody's running in a certain direction, sometimes you need to run the other direction because you're designed uh, to go in the other direction. All right. If there's a, um, a, you know, a burning building, right, and everybody's running out the building. Well, if you're a fireman, you're running into the building. Right so that's what you've been designed to do, and so, um, as a man, ask yourself, what are you designed to do and what are you equipped to do and sometimes when everybody else is doing something different, it's because. You're designed to do the opposite of what everybody what everybody else is doing, and so uh, I'm just telling you as men, we are designed. Um, I've got a good friend who's a marine. He says uh, they were you know trained to run to the call, run to the sound of the battle, uh, and that's us, right? As men, we run to the sound of the battle. Uh, we look for opportunities to do things that are difficult because they're worth doing. Uh, and honoring women and treating them well, um, and respecting them and honoring them, um, and loving them and cherishing them, and being married uh, and restricting our sexual activity to our wives uh, in a way that's loving and honoring and cherishing, even that that's going to be countercultural. And so as guys, you just have to you just have to understand that that's the way it's going to be. Uh, our language is important. I talked to young guys um, out of 1 Timothy 4:12 it, it talks about setting an example for other believers and in, uh, in your purity and in your speech. And I just I told them I said, "Hey, the way that you talk about women super important because how you're going to talk about them, how you view them is how you're going to act towards them. Uh, And so whatever language you have about women, um, it's a big deal for me uh, not to talk about women only in terms of their um, physical um, attractiveness or their physical beauty, right? Uh, Guys, we need to be looking at women uh, in terms of who they are as God's created uh, sisters in Christ. And so uh, we can talk about their character and about who they are as Uh, as individuals. And so young guys, this is a big deal. Um, A whole culture uh, is built up um, only looking at women and valuing them uh, for their outward appearance. And and you need to push against that. Um, You need to push against uh, the whole idea, right? A whole industry of pornography um, only um, shows you and reveals to you Uh, A woman's outward appearance, right? That is not going to help you. Uh, If you want to honor and cherish women and treat them well, um, you can't have that feeding your mind uh, that this is what women are right? Um, objects for your uh, sexual gratification, right? That's not what scripture tells you. And so you've got to push back on that. You've got to push back on language that speaks of women like that. Uh, you've got to push back on programs, um, on anything that's going to feed your mind uh, in terms of, of that particular narrative. You've got to say no to. Um, and then a big one is um, the second thing that you have to do. One is be countercultural. Two is be killing sin, uh, Romans eight talks about um, putting to death the deeds of the flesh, right? Uh, John Owen has incredible book uh, where um, you know where he talks about this whole idea of be killing sin or sin will be killing you, and so you've got to take that seriously. If you're not, uh, scripture talks a lot about by you know walking by the spirit or walking by the flesh. If you're not walking by the spirit you're walking by the flesh, right? What do you, what are you uh, what are you hoping to accomplish? And in a relationship if you're seeking to fulfill the desires of your flesh, then you will use people to do that. Uh, if you're walking by the spirit and you're looking for opportunities to minister and to serve and to, um, to bless other people, right? Then in a relationship, that's what you'll be looking to do. Uh, and so as men, that's a really important thing. What, what do you look at your role, right? How do you view relationships? How do you look at marriage? Uh, and then you're going to act the way that you understand those things to be, and so um, just to, just to, as a young person, right, I would just say if you're not killing sin, if you're not understanding that these things are going to shape and warp the way that you see the world around you and you're putting those ideas away from you. Uh, maybe it's even friends, uh, the way friends talk about. Uh, people, and you've got to say, hey, I'm not going to be around that. I'm not going to let you talk about women that way. Um, you know, coarse joking. Scripture even talks about that. Don't don't be a person who, um, you know, participates in coarse joking because it shapes the way that you uh, engage the world around you, uh, and it's not healthy, and it's not beneficial. And so uh, Be Killing Sin is the second one. Uh, third, it's, uh, it's just uh, go slow, uh, lead, and protect. This whole idea, uh, The Song of Solomon is a great book about uh, relationships, uh, Tommy Nelson, pastor up at Denton Bible, did an incredible job years ago uh, in just kind of walking through and teaching uh, young people how the Song of Solomon helped us uh, understand what a, um, a proper God-honoring uh, relationship, especially the issue of marriage, but um, uh, just a relationship should, should look like. Uh, and one of the things it talks about in Song of Solomon, uh, Chapter 2, is it says, do not arouse or awaken love before it's time uh and so just this idea that there is a progression to intimacy uh and uh, when it is uh, when love when uh, intimacy is aroused and awakened um it grows and it flourishes and so you have to be very careful about that uh that um in a relationship That you're not going to um, arouse or awaken love before it's time. So, uh, you don't want to um, be in a situation where um, intimacy, um, you know, romance uh, is uh, introduced into that relationship and it's not controlled uh, because it's going to progress. And so, just, uh, you know, setting boundaries. Um, I talk to young people a lot about. Um, the whole idea of, you know, setting proper uh, physical boundaries. Um, if you remember uh, when I had uh, Grayson Frank on here, uh, he was, you know, newly married. We talked about, I, I guess this was the one he, we did when he was actually engaged. Uh, hadn't even been married yet. And we talked about setting uh, boundaries around that relationship. And he said, yeah, I got a rule. You know, there's, um, you know, there's no time that you're horizontal, right? And just kind of, we, we laughed at that. But that was, that's true, right? Is, is you don't want to be in a situation where um, you're inviting that that relationship to go beyond what's going to be proper and pure. Uh, And so just, you know, putting the proper boundaries around you as as men, um, you know, if you're uh, in a relationship with somebody and you're not married, I would say that uh, you don't need to have a time where you're alone with that person without other people around you um, who are giving you um, the opportunity to protect those particular boundaries. And so um, when Trisha and I were, you know, dating and engaged up here in Dallas and I had an apartment that was a, you know, single apartment and I I was the only one, you know, there um, and Trisha had two roommates, right? We would spend our time in Trisha's apartment with the two roommates um, and they could be in another room, but at least they were there, right? We wouldn't spend time in my apartment because there was nobody else there. And so it'd be very difficult to protect those proper boundaries um, when there's not other accountability put in there. And so men, um, set things up so that there's accountability, there's boundaries, there's protection, uh, and just understand that there's a progression to that intimacy, uh, and you want to protect yourself from moving too far down that line, uh, in that particular relationship. Um, Song of Solomon also talks about just how we uh, how we treat women and how we're wise. Right, go back to that First Peter concept, right, where he talks about being sober minded. Uh, and so think about this, be honest about this. But in in, um, in Song of Solomon chapter eight, it says um, it says we have a little sister, and then it says if she's a wall, uh, we'll build on her a battlement of silver. But if she's a door, we'll enclose her with boards of cedar. And so just what does that mean? Just think about that imagery. If she's a wall. Okay, if you meet a young lady, okay, a sister in Christ is what it's talking about. If you meet a young lady and she's a, she's a wall, which means, um, that uh, that um, she has stood firm. Um, she is solid. Um, that uh, that uh, men are not uh, walking through her. Um, grab the the imagery, obviously, that you're you're it's giving here between a wall and a door. Um, that uh, that you know this is a young woman that that has maintained her purity, and it says we're going to build a battlement of silver on her, and just said, right that she has the solid foundation to build a life, a family um on right that's the kind of woman that's the kind of sister in Christ that you want to connect your life to as a man uh, and you say hey that's that's a person who's protected her purity and so you want to protect her purity right so she's a sister in Christ you're going to treat her well um you're going to honor that purity and then when you get married right you're going to respect that you're going to build your life together okay but it says but if she's a door Okay. Now, if that's a girl that has allowed other men, um, you know, to, uh, to use her uh, or has given herself uh, in that way, but here's what it says. This is, we will enclose her with boards of cedar. And so it says, we're not going to take advantage of her. Okay. So even if she's willing to give the opportunity as a brother in Christ, okay. It says, we have a little sister. If she's a door, we will, we will enclose her with boards of cedar. It means we're going to protect her even if she doesn't know that she needs to be protected. And so men, here's how we view women who are not our wives. They are sisters in Christ and we protect them. Even if they're not willing to protect themselves, we treat them with respect and with honor. Even if they are a door, we don't treat them like a door. We don't take advantage of that. We protect them with boards of cedar, which means that we we build a wall around them to protect them so that they're honored and they're cherished and they're able to, right, become a wall. And so just that's a, that's a great reminder, I think, for guys um, to have that particular view of women that, um, as a man, I am called to protect and to, to honor and to cherish um, and so, um, you know, if, if I've got, a, 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 you know, a, a girl that I'm interested in, uh, my job is to not take advantage of something, right? My job is to protect and to honor and to cherish her um, until marriage, right? When she becomes my wife and now, right, biblically, right, the two shall become one flesh, but I'm still going to protect and honor and cherish her um, and treat her with respect now that she's my wife, right? And obviously, right, she's still my sister in Christ. So I'm going to, I'm going to treat her. Uh, with the utmost respect, right? Um, because she's my wife. I'm not going to ever dishonor her. Um, but just as, as a reminder, just to guys, right? Just that, that verse, you know, I love that whole idea. If we, if we have a sister uh, and she's going she's gonna to be a wall, she's going to protect her purity, she's going to be solid, she's going to be firm. That's a person you want to connect your life with. If she's a door, that's a person you want to protect and you want to cherish and honor her by protecting a wall, by putting a wall around her so that you're helping her protect herself from other people who might disadvantage her. And so just some imagery there for you. Um, as a man, you're called to, uh, to carry yourself in this particular manner, um, regardless of, again, counterculture, regardless of what everybody else is doing, right? Regardless of where anybody else is going, you're going to honor and protect and cherish women. And then the last part is just walk with the wise, right? Um, just the whole idea of Proverbs 13, um, 20, um, just how, you know, the, when you walk with the wise, you get wise. When you walk with the foolish, right, you get hurt. Uh, and so, um, guys, you need to have an older mentor. Uh, and this is really uh, a super important and valuable thing, especially if you're a younger guy uh, and you're, you know, you're surrounded by other younger men. And and the only time you talk about women or relationships or a purity or, sex or dating or anything, if you're talking about that only with other younger guys, um, sometimes, right, there's a lack of uh, maturity and a biblical perspective that can challenge you, right? There's, you know, usually it's, it's you know, younger guys or, are, you know, kind of egging on the other younger guy to, to do something or, or, you know, be something or to take advantage of something. Here's the deal. Go sit down with an older man, And help have them help you in the relationship understand what it looks like, so that your um, again you know love has that other centered long term perspective. Um, You know, and if you're you know twenty years old and and the only people you're around is a bunch of other twenty year olds, and you're talking about relationships from a twenty year old perspective, go sit down with a fifty year old. Right? How do you build a uh, a marriage? Um, a relationship with somebody that's going to stand the test of time, right? Well, go sit down with some people who have done it and have done relationships well, and say, how do you do that? How do you, how do you have a God honoring, Christ centered, um, other focused relationship that is going to be honoring to the Lord, that's going to stand the test of time, uh, that's going to build a family that that. Is going to honor my wife. What what does that look like? What are the decisions that I'm making now that are going to lead to that being a reality, or what are the things that I'm doing now uh, that are going to undermine it? They're going to be, you know, something that's going to, you know, be be a crack in the windshield that that may look like it's small now, but it's eventually going to take out this whole relationship. And I think you know, from from a um, really uh, you know, training for manhood really is about having these conversations, but I need you not just to listen to me, right? But you need to find somebody uh, in your life who's an older man who knows the Lord, who knows the word, who can mentor you and pour into you. Uh, and, and that's a really, really important aspect. And so, uh, guys, just uh, um, understand uh, that this is a really uh, valuable and important thing that we get to do. Um, going going back to the beginning, uh, what I talked about was the uh, the quote from John Bunyan, this book will keep you from sin, and sin will keep you from this book. Uh, this book is God's word. That's what John Bunyan John was talking about, right? He wrote that in the front of his Bible. I've got it written in the front of my Bible. Uh, but guys, uh, if you want to know what it means to be a man, uh, go to the book that the that the God of the universe, who's the designer and the creator of what it means to be a man, right? He uh, Genesis right one twenty seven right. Uh, God created them right, male and female. What does it mean to be a man? Go back to the Creator and ask about right what it means to be a man from His perspective what it means to be a woman from his perspective. Um, How did God design women, right? Uh, Again, back to the garden in Genesis, right? Uh, The word um, that's used there is uh, azir, right? E-Z-E-R. And it means helper, right? That uh, man, uh, God looked at uh, the garden. God looked at man, said, it's not good for him to be alone. I'm going to create for him a helper. Uh, And that particular word is so important because God uses it to define himself when he talks about himself as the helper of the nation of Israel, Right, so God uses that word, and, and often in Scripture, um, as Israel is out there, um, you know, the, the nation, the the group of people, uh, God's chosen, right? Um, God is there to help the nation of Israel. God is there to help, and 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 that concept is right. The nation of Israel would never look at God, the Azir, the Helper, as less than, right? But it is definitely other than. And so there's something unique and special about the male-female relationship that uh, the woman plays a particular role um, that she can strengthen and encourage and support. But, but it's, it's in that particular relationship. Uh, it is a building up of both and so, when both are combined, there's something special and unique about that particular relationship that is never going to happen um, absent the woman being there. And so, the male is made better, but both are made better because of the combined union of the two. And that's how God designed that particular relationship. And so, uh, going back to that, uh, as I said this at the beginning, I, I just said, here's the deal: if you're in a relationship and um, you are not doing your part to help her become a better version of herself because she's with you, then you're not dating, uh, or you're not doing that relationship right. Okay. Uh, think about this. Uh, you're dating a girl, um, six months into the dating relationship, you sit down with her dad and you just say, Hey, um, you know, uh, I think that your daughter is better off with me because, and then you, you simply list the things where she has grown and she has matured and she has blossomed and she has flourished in these areas because you have helped develop that in her. Um, you've seen that you've, uh, you've cultivated that. That's what your job is as a man. You've cultivated that. And I think that's a a good reminder for us, right? That every, uh, every girl, um, has as her dad, God, And so uh, when you are in a relationship, right, that that's the man that you're ultimately answering to uh, is the God of the universe. And how are you doing with his daughter? Uh, Are you making her better? Are you uh, investing in her? Are you growing her? Are you loving her? Are you cherishing her so that she's a better version of herself? And is she doing the same thing for you? Now, here's the deal. Again, going back to the Ephesians 5 um, concept is um, you're not asking that about her. You're asking that about you right? You're responsible for you. And so you work on growing her and developing her and nurturing her and loving her. um, And you pray that she's working on those things as well for you. But men, we need to lead by example. We need to um, model the way for others, not just for other men to point to, right? But for our wives to see that this is what it means to love somebody, uh, is to sacrificially invest in them, cherish them, um, and give to them all that they need to make them into what God has designed for them. And I'm just telling you, if you do that, that's going to be a great marriage uh, because that is going to be a relationship that grows and that nourishes and that blossoms uh, and that bears fruit that will be a blessing, right, to the other person, but also to the world around you. And that's what we're called to. So hopefully this real talk about relationships was helpful for you. Um, if uh, if you uh, want more um, meat and potatoes about this, I'm just going to tell you, right, we dive into some great books. Uh, and this is really uh, an important thing, right? Go and, and, and read some great books about uh, relationships, right? We did uh, Tim Keller's The Meaning of Marriage um, you know, a while back, but there's some great things out there that will help you understand, um, right? That you've got to run counterculture to what the world is telling you. Go back to God's Word, uh, read some books about marriage and some relationship books um, from men uh, or women, men and women, right, who know the Lord, who love the Lord, uh, and who have this idea of what marriage looks like, not from the world's perspective of what can I get, but from God's perspective of what do I give. And hopefully this will help you in those relationships.
0: Thank you for listening to Training for Manhood. If you found the conversation to be valuable, make sure to rate us where you listen to podcasts. Also, check out additional content on our website, trainingformanhood.com. That's training4manhood.com. Until next time, in the words of King David, be strong and show yourself a man.